Welcome to Cardiology, everybody. What a great time to be alive. We get to talk once again about a Browns win here towards the end of the season. I know we're all sad about the way that the season's kind of played out. We're not in the running for the playoffs, but it sure feels good to spoil other people's good times as well. So um, we are going to spend some time enjoying this win, talking about some of the things that we saw during um, this 24 to 10 victory over the commanders. Um, but I want to make sure to welcome in our co-hosts, a couple of voices we haven't heard in a little bit that we're going to welcome back. We've got Mr. Gary Marr on the line. Gary, welcome. Hey, glad to be here, man. Oh, glad to have you. And also, too, we are joined by our good friend, Sean Donovan out there. Hi, Sean. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Glad to be back. I am doing great. You know what? I could only be doing better if Ohio State had won. But let's not go there too far because I don't want to sadden this day because it's actually a really good time to talk about a positive Browns experience and a positive game. Um, you know, to, to recap for everyone, the Browns um, were able to pull off a win over the Washington Commanders in Washington. Um, a 24 to 10 win, a game that started off pretty slow um, and actually seemed very clumsy to start with and probably left a lot of Browns fans a little concerned going into halftime. But I think we saw something we haven't seen all year, which was a slew of halftime adjustments that actually came out and saw a team be much more focused and much more fired up in the second half and really take charge of this one. Um, and so a lot of good positives that we saw in this game. Why don't I start with you, Sean? What are, what are some of the things that you really jumped out at you, made you happy about this one? You know, honestly, it's it's Deshaun Watson, man. He he is getting back to form slowly but surely. And there were a couple instances there where the pocket broke down around him. And any other quarterback we have had in the last 20 years would have been out gone, done, sacked, but he managed, I, I don't know how he does it, but he managed to get, get away from everybody. He did a couple of spins. He did a couple of other moves. I don't even know what to call them. And it was, it was actually really fun to watch. My, uh, my parents were over watching the game with us and my dad and I were both like Baker would have been down. He would have been toast. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it's amazing to see that kind of quarterback play. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, obviously you end the second half with three touchdown passes. That's a, that's awesome. Um, I do think that I continue to look at Deshaun Watson and he used this word himself in the post game conference, press conferences, potential, because yes, he had three touchdown passes. The rest of his statistical line was pretty poor. Um, and so I think what you see is what you get with Sean Watson. Like we we know that in his time in Houston, that he packed stats, lots of yards, lots of touchdowns, not very many wins. So I think what you see in some of this is the potential of can the rest of the team which we feel is talented, help pull that up. Um, so yeah, it was it was by far the best half of football 
that he'd put together um, with us as as of yet. Now, I, I do think there's a lot of room for improvement in there, but it was sure nice to to ride into a second half and not be sweating the the overall um, score and the total. Um, what about you, Gary? Is there anything that you saw that kind of jumped out at you that you were really happy about? Uh, yeah, player wise, I'm I'm gonna have to you know say Grant Delpit. I mean, dude had back to back weeks with interceptions. He had two interceptions uh, in this game. Uh, looked solid against the run. Uh, I mean, he he had a great game. He is uh, you know in a year where uh, we've had to pick on the defense for a lot of different things. He has been a highlight and and an unexpected one, I think, as well. I, I have not expected him to play as well as he had or has. And um, I think it's encouraging to see what he's doing and the fact that I think he, he, he continues to get better week to week to week. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed with his play, and, and he was one of the highlights I took away from the week. Hey, you know what? I think the entire defense showed up in a different way. Um, in this particular game, ball hawking. Obviously, Grant Delpit had a great game, two interceptions. Um, you know, we've we've roasted him on past episodes. There were there were some games that we flat out said he's the guy who's causing us problems. And so, yeah, you're right. The the rebound um in this back half of the season has been very apparent in his play. So again, you know. We've talked about it a lot. I don't know what the communication issues are. I don't know what the scheme issues are to start the year. I don't know why it happens, but we continue to see that it shouldn't be, that there is talent, that these guys do know how to play, and they just need to get unleashed and play. And so, you know, I thought I thought Delpit did a great job. You know, uh, Denzel Ward once again showing up. Um, and just all the, the defense as a whole um, – played really well. Um, you know, I continue to be concerned and, and I don't think I'm going to be um, not concerned until first week of next year. If there's something different that comes onto the field, but that defensive line just, yeah, I like drives me nuts Yeah, um, because as good as this game was, we still gave up 136 yards rushing um, to a team that wasn't really able to do much in the air at all and looked really mediocre, even trying. So, you know, it, it, it continues to be a challenge to me that we can't really switch gears. Um, we can stop one thing and not another. Um, mm -hmm. I think if I take something positive away from this and this defensive performance is that it is only the defensive line that is causing me concerns right now, that even though the linebacking core has been injured, had a lot of issues, each guy who plays in there keeps trying to step up and do what they need to do. And the secondary seems to have really come alive and really be back to playing the way we expected to start the season. Yeah. And that's cool to see. I mean, it's, it's disappointing that we're talking about this at week 17 when we're out of it. Um, but I was, I was happy to see that. I think, I think the biggest thing that I walked away from in, and I hope it continues into the next week is just to see some fire, to see yeah. some competitive juice. We, you know, whenever you have these kind of seasons that don't go the way you want them to and expectations don't get met, 
there's there's a lot of reading between the lines and there's a lot of storylines that start to explode out has kevin stefanski lost the locker room do they respect him is are there problems here do you know are we wasting the offense are we wasting the defense and a lot of those things can really poison the end of a season can end up poison a team going into a next year and i think what i saw was a team that came out and wasn't willing to lose and wasn't willing to be a footnote in the commander season. Right. And I hope is it the same team that's going to show up for a huge challenge that's coming next week um, with the Steelers in the last game and a monumental opportunity to really stick it to a rival. Um, yeah. So, I so I hope, I hope that's probably the biggest, the competitiveness of this game. And I, I talked about before those those adjustments that we've been talking about all year long. Like they go in, they never seem to adjust. They always seem to be behind, and once they get behind, they don't they don't take control. Well, they were behind going in at halftime, and they came out and they took control of the game. Yeah. And I think that that was that was good to see, and and it was good to play out. Yeah, um, you know, all through the week after the saints game and everything else, those guys were all saying, we, we still have two games to go. We still have the opportunity to knock a couple of teams out. And if we, if we're playing spoiler, then that's what we want to do. Yep. And not only are they going to play, can they play spoiler for Pittsburgh? They can hand Mike Tomlin his first losing season ever <laughs> as a head coach. Which and, is one of those things like, you know, in a rivalry, like I have, I have a lot of respect for Mike Tomlin. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know that if I, if I was in a room with him, that his personality is something I love. Um, Cause he's got a little bit of a, he's got a little bit of a D roughness. In him. He's got a little D in him, um, which, which I'm sure is incredibly valuable in dealing with players and talking with players and, and matching up with players. And, but I don't think you, you can't not respect him and how i mean it's an incredible streak you know you don't you don't realize until you have you're a fan of a team like cleveland that where you're back and forth with different coaches and sometimes they look just when you think they look good they suddenly go down the toilet and then you got all back and forth and you're constantly changing front offices you don't realize how valuable it is to have that consistent voice and for him to be able to achieve this is great. Now that being said, the the chance and the opportunity to stick it to him <laughs> and to stick it to the Steelers next week is huge. And I'm not going to steal the thunder of our, you know, our episode later this week. But this is a big rivalry week with a lot of cool stuff that can happen for the Browns. Nothing to lose, everything to gain. So hopefully we see that. Um you know, as as we also look into this game and we kind of look at what's going on, um, you know, I I want to go around a little bit, um, and I want to get you guys' thoughts before before we kind of talk about our game balls and some of the traditional stuff. Um, there is a storyline that's going around the NFL right now, um, a huge storyline. Um, so we are actually. Um, for those out in the Twitter verse or whatever, um, we are recording on a Tuesday night. Um, and so 
we all sat and watched the Monday night game of uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. A big game for both of those teams. A lot of uh, a lot of play into that game. You have Buffalo fighting for um, the number one seed and home field advantage um, going into the playoffs, and you have Cincinnati, who is on the cusp of overtaking the Ravens um, to take the first seed in the AFC North. Um, but um, I think the biggest story that really came out of that game is the um, the tragic injury to. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, uh, safety for the Buffalo Bills. Um, for anyone who did not see that game or has not been paying attention to all of the sports headlines um, today, um, DeMar Hamlin um, completed a, a fairly routine uh, um, tackle over the middle on T. Higgins um, and basically went down with the tackle popped right back up and then immediately fell back down limp um, and fell to the turf. And after falling to the turf um, was uh, cared to by um, team physicians and uh, EMTs and unfortunately needed to be uh, administered CPR on the field um, actually had his heart stop. Um, had to have the rhythm um, restarted. Um, and currently, at the time we're recording right here, is still in uh, critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital. Um, you know, there have been some notes and some comments of some improvement. However, I think we're a long way away from knowing exactly what happened to him. But it was quite the scene at the game and something that I don't think a lot of us have seen in professional sports. Um, you know, I, I know I was, I was watching it live. It was only the, um, it was only the third series of the game. Um, and what, and what looked like it was going to take off and be a, a complete, um, gunfight. Um, but, um, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what, what you guys thought or how you were affected by that watching that on TV live. Gary. Yeah, I mean, I um, I unfortunately I wasn't watching live, but I was uh, listening to it on the radio, and the which I think was almost more impactful, probably just uh, you know listening to those uh, those announcers have to um, grasp with the gravity of what was going on and all of that. So, uh, to me, it you know there, there's not a lot to be said for it except that it. it it's a tragedy. It's it's it, it was shocking to see. I, I feel really. I you know. I hope uh, he he's okay and comes through this. I know there there's a lot going on there in the hospital, but as you said, there's a couple of positive things coming out. So I'm hoping we continue to get positive news, and and I hope people just focus on that. I I I am one of those folks that gets really annoyed in the aftermath of things like this with the 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 chirping and the chatter about you know, attacking other people or how they reacted or how they didn't react or whatever. It's not about that. It's about, the, it's about the player and it's about, you know, let's, let's all just kind of, you know, realize the gravity of the situation and what happened there and, uh, and kind of give him, uh, you know, the support we can and thoughts and prayers and everything to, to hope he just gets better. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's just, it's an, it's a very, the only word you can come up with is freakish that, yeah. that it happened. I mean, and it, it's something that is always a possibility. You have that one split second where if you get hit in the right spot at the right time, it sends you out of rhythm and you go down and it's, it's yeah. Freakish is the only thing I can, is the only word that I can come up with to describe the whole scene yesterday and everything since then. Um, you know what I will, one of the biggest good things in my mind um, he had started a charity to, um, you know, like a toys for tots kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his initial goal when he started it two years ago was $2,500. It is now up over $5 million. Wow. So yeah. that's just, yeah, that it, to me is, is a monumental good thing where they say, you know what, I can't help this guy sitting in the hospital. I'm going to help what he stood for and what he yeah. cared about. And yeah, that's super interesting. I mean, he, I think it was only at $1,200 at the time he was injured. So yeah. he'd had it out there for two years. He's trying to gain $2,500 for distributing toys in his local community. And now I'm, yeah, I, I saw it too, up to $5 million now. Um, and I just think, you know, you guys have both said it really well. I mean, it's a very freakish thing. Um, and, and it's also a very big unknown. I think that a lot of times when these things happen, um, we, we focus in on the violence that is inherent to football. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, as a, as a person who's completely devoted to watching football, I'll, I'll watch any football, anytime, any, anywhere for any teams. Um, you know, I, you get hit sometimes every once in a while with the stark reality, which is that it is a violent game and it does have a lot of risks that are associated with it. Um, I don't know this particular injury. I'm sure we'll find a lot more out about it, a lot more about um, DeMar personally and what may or may not have been happening with him. Um, this may very well be one of those, like you put it, Sean, a freak accident. You know, anybody can get hit in the chest at the wrong time and have something like this happen. Um, or it could be something more serious. So I think that um, watching how the NFL reacts to this and and what they do in the coming days, as of right now, um, they, all they've said is that the game will not be played um, between now and week 18. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how it all plays out. I, I, I gotta be honest. I haven't, Browns aren't in it. So I haven't dove into all the statistical uh, variants of what can happen, but part of me kind of thinks, you know what, they're going to let week 18 play out. And if, um, if the results of this game are not important, once week 18 is done, I think they're going to just let it go. I, and and I think that that's probably the best thing to do. Um, yeah. I don't really know that either one of these teams is in any mindset to actually accomplish anything. And I also don't think either one of these teams are at risk 
in their playoff aspirations or anything else by not playing this game. So I, so I hope it works out. The biggest thing was the seedings, especially for Buffalo. They were jockeying with Kansas city to get that number one seed, to have that buy. So in in my mind, that was the biggest thing, but they still needed a little bit of help from Kansas city to get, make that happen too. So. Right. And yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think that, in the grand scheme of things, I think if you probably asked anybody in Buffalo, they probably just don't give a crap anymore. Right. Um, and so, you know, and and with and with the Bengals, I think it's the same thing. They had they needed help in order to catch Baltimore. Um, so it wasn't just this game, but this game might have been valuable to them. And probably I'd I'd probably bet that the Bengals would say the same thing that they just don't care at this point. Let's just move on. But but I think that that's probably what the NFL is going to look at is just to see, okay, does this this really make that big a difference? And if it makes that big a difference, they'll probably consult with these two teams and see, okay, what do you want to try to accomplish? Do you need this or do you want to let it go? Right. I I got to say, one um, one thing I do want to add to this too is the one thing I was, um, you know, Sean mentioned a positive and I think the support you know when realizing you know how much of a family and how uh, much all those players care about each other you know after this incident um, and just watching their reactions and watching the fact that you know um, you know they're they're playing hard on the field field and but they they truly all you know look out for one another don't want any of anybody else to get hurt and uh, I thought seeing the fact that seeing all those players and how much they truly care about, you know, their, their fallen comrade and all of that. It's just, that, that, that was, uh, that was nice. That, that was, uh, that was really, uh, you know, I'm sure that support goes a long way. Uh, I know the, uh, I think the Ravens also have lit up their, um, uh, the Bengals, I'm sorry, have lit, lit up their stadium now with Buffalo colors and all of that as well to show support too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think that there's been a couple of things. I think the the Pro Football Hall of Fame is lit up. They actually, they also actually, um, we were on track today to have the announcement of the Hall of Fame finalists um, that will be voted on during Super Bowl week, um, and our very own Joe Thomas is part of that equation, potentially being a part of that. And they have actually delayed the announcement of all that out of respect for what's going on. So um, I think a lot of people within football, you know, it, it is, it's a, it's a large, um, you know, it's a large brotherhood um, and they spend a ton of time to, with each other and, and how that works. And it, it was, I think that's part of what was so jarring was to see um, all of these guys vulnerable at the same time. Um, on both teams as they see something happening that's really um, completely outside of the realm um, to to both a a peer, uh, a teammate, and also a competitor. So, um, well, you know, I hated to bring you know bring down. I know we were we were hyping up on the on the Browns, but I think that that that's an important thing. You know, as as football fans, you know, and that really is at the core. As much as I love. As much as I love the Browns, you know, um, I watched football when the Browns weren't around um, because <laughs> because football is that much part of what I do. And I know a lot of you who are listening to us out there feel the same way, fanatics about football and 
Um, so we wanted to make sure we touched upon that topic. But um, I think at this point, we'll take a little bit of a break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to kind of, um, you know, put put our last couple of comments and stamps on on this excellent win against the commanders. Um, talk about our game balls and also any any downsides or any things that we're looking for improvement. We got one more game to go. Um, is is there something that the team can show us heading out the door that'll make us feel that much better for the 2023-2024 season? So um, we're going to cut to uh, a word from our sponsor, and we'll see you on the other side of this break. Hey everybody, it's Mark from the Cardiology Podcast, and I have an important question for you. Does your garage make you happy? If your life is anything like mine, the space in your garage just goes to waste because of overwhelming and embarrassing clutter. I mean, with all the tools, the toys, the bikes, the equipment, and whenever you open that garage door, that mess just hits you right in the gut. But it doesn't have to be that way. The team at CB's Custom Garage Interiors and More wants to help you take advantage of every inch of space your garage has to offer with their full turnkey design and installation services for garage cabinets, flooring, and other storage solutions. But don't be confused. The solutions they provide are not the cookie cutter racks and plastic bins you find at all the big box stores. From showroom quality garage flooring to durable powder-coated wood garage cabinets, CB's Custom Garage Interiors and More has everything you need to turn your garage into the organized space of your dreams and have every one of your neighbors green with envy. So if you're tired of the mess and ready to bring the garage of your dreams into your everyday reality, you owe it to yourself and your family to check out all of the fantastic solutions CB's has to offer. You can contact Chris Burdett and his team today by heading to their website at www.cbscustomgarageinteriors.com or you can give them a call at 330-542-8416. On the site, you can request a free garage makeover guide packed with all kinds of great ideas and solutions that'll spark your imagination and help you visualize all of the potential your garage has to offer. It's time to feel the joy of a garage that meets all of your functional needs and looks fantastic too. Please let Chris help you make your dreams a reality today. Call him at 330-542-8416 or check him out online at www.cbscustomgarageinteriors.com and let Chris help you love your garage again. Welcome back to Cardiology, everybody. Well, before the break, we talked a little bit uh, about this great win and some of the positives that we saw. Um, and now we want to kind of hand out our top performers, our game balls um, that we saw in this commander win. And so I'm going to look to you, Gary. What, what did you see? Who's, who's the person that you're sending a game ball to for this week? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one because I actually think there's a number of players that really played well. 
uh, this week. There, you know, I got a couple guys on offense I could certainly mention, a couple guys on defense I can mention. Uh, so, and, and that's great. Usually, uh, usually there's one person that stands out, and it's nice to see it more of a team effort this time, where I could, I could look and say, hey, I could pick any one of a number of players and and do this with. Uh, but I am going to go with the guy I mentioned earlier. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the ga- game ball to Grant Delpit. I just think. Uh, Defense is important. I think he just had a standout week this week, and as, as I said, he played both both um, both the run and the pass pretty well with the, with the interceptions, some of the the run stops he got, and uh, it was just nice to see him have such a good game. I I think that's an excellent choice. I mean, this is a much maligned player at the beginning of the season. Um, but also a player that we've all been hanging a lot of hopes on for now. Yep. Um, this this was actually his second season playing, but his third season on the team. Um, and a lot of high hopes coming out of LSU. A big hitter, big, big ball hawking guy. Um, I'm just continuing to hope that this is going to spring load him into um, – more positive years and he's actually I believe he's leading the team in interceptions with yeah, I think he is. Yep. Um yeah. which which represents a career high for him. Now, you know, he it's two year career. So last last year he had one. Um but but he's also trending up in tackles um and just really um he's starting to shine. So I think that's an excellent choice, Gary. Um, all right, turning over to you, Sean. Who do you got for your game ball for these this Washington Week Seven win? Well, you know, I I know what you think I'm gonna say, and I love Nick Chubb, but I'm gonna go a different route this time. Whoa! And I'm gonna take the game ball, and I'm gonna split it in half, and I'm gonna give half to Miles Garrett for sack and a half. And, you know, he was kind of quiet last week and there was that whole he's sitting out the first series for disciplinary reasons and all this stuff. And um, so I'm going to give him half because he came back and he, you know, and then I'm going to give the other half to Mr. Chase Winovich because it was nice to see him on the field doing what we brought him in to do. You know, he got himself a sack and um, he had another tackle for loss and. And a QB hit, you know, because that he got a sack. But uh, I, I liked the idea of bringing him in. And, you know, once he got hurt with that hamstring and he just couldn't seem to shake it until the last couple of weeks. And he's coming into his own. And I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a lot out of him next season. Interesting. Very interesting choices. Now, I, I would um, – the Chase Winovich one – I think what was even uh, one of the cool things about his sack was it came miles wasn't on the field mm-hmm. um, when chase got his sack. Um, so he, he worked for that one. Um, and, and yeah, I would agree. This was a, this was a free agent signing that we were hoping was going to relieve some pressure on um, Jadavian Clowney and miles Garrett. And it hasn't really worked out that way. Um, I hope that we see more of Chase Winovich next year. I don't, I don't exactly know. I haven't, I haven't dove into, I know you guys would be shocked. I haven't dove into salary cap ramifications <laughs> and cuts and, and, and draft stuff yet. Um, that, that's, so, that's in two weeks. That's after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got time. I got time for that. <laughs> but, 
Um, but yeah, it was nice to see him contribute. And and then Miles Garrett is now, you know, with that performance, he is, you know, no shocker, he's leading the team with 15 sacks. Um, you know, he's fourth most in the NFL with those 15 sacks, and he is only one off his career high. His career high is 16. So, you know, wouldn't it be nice? to lay some wood against another one healers and <laughs> and get yourself another new career high i know i know miles doesn't usually get overly fired up about playing the steelers so i don't i don't know that, you know, that that's going to be a big thing but but you well, know well, he only I, gets I think, fired up if mason rudolph's on on the team oh yeah well, well luckily for the pittsburgh they haven't had to go into that well all year um but so uh yeah, good choices, good choices. All right, yeah, I, I don't know about splitting the ball in half though. They kinda, I know that is a that is deflated. Well, you only there. give me one ball. So <laughs> I have to cut that, it that, that is that is a pretty weak. You know, I can't make a decision kind of kind of thing to do. But all right, whatever. I could split mine because I could just be that guy, but I'm not going to. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute, much- wait a minute. Let me guess. He's an offensive player. And he had 105 yards receiving. Uh, you got me. So, <laughs> so you know what? Um, I would, uh, you know, I, I, we do. Nick Chubb had a great game, um, and and actually on only 14 carries, yeah, had over 100 yards, um, which was a big part of the win. Um, but I can't overlook the contributions of Amari Cooper, um, as as you said, three receptions. Um, for a hundred and uh five yards, all of those yards coming in the second half. Mm-hmm. So he was one of those pieces <laughs> of this kind of um going in and making adjustments. Two big touchdown grabs. Um, one one where he just basically left a guy in his dust, did a spin move, and just went right down the sideline and. And I don't know about you guys, but Amari Cooper seems bigger in body type than that speed shows. Now right. he's definitely not like we're not talking like you know Tyree Kill tear the top off a of, off a of defense speed, but he's got plenty of wheels. And um, so he he took that one, and then also a really nice um, touchdown to follow that up. Um, this is actually it was actually the fifth time this season that Amari Cooper has passed a hundred yards on this team. Um, and um, so that's the first time a Browns receiver has notched 500 yard games since 2013, which was Josh Gordon, which also happens to be the last time that a Browns receiver had nine touchdowns, which is what Cooper's sitting on right now. Um Gordon had nine touchdowns in 2013. So think about that year and think about how in love we were with Josh Gordon and everything that he was bringing to the table. Uh, Amari Cooper has given you that in a disappointing year, in a year that we're not as happy as, as we thought we'd be really just a a complete front office steal. Um, Yeah. I mean, look, I I don't think anybody would disagree. And no matter how unhappy people are with how the Browns played this year, a record, anything, 
I think it, everybody would have to agree that the Amari Cooper uh, move in acquiring him you know, was was awesome, and he has just been phenomenal for us. And 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 it's one of the the frustrating parts that we've had such great play out of that guy. We haven't been able to do anything with it in terms of our record, uh, but but it's encouraging for the future because he's going to be around, and uh, he he's he's impressive. He's very impressive, and yeah, I I. I think that's a great call. He, uh, you know, giving him the game ball, uh, good choice. And uh, yeah, I'm, I just I like watching him every game. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's already talking about next season. He's talking about him and Deshaun getting together so they can get their timing down and get their chemistry going. And you know, there's nowhere to go but up. Well, he's he. Mari Cooper, by all reports, is the Nick Chubb of a receiving room. So we've had vocal leadership in the receiving room before, which is important. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need guys just to get in, in people's faces. But it would appear that with Amari Cooper, we have a lead by example um, technician. Um, and that seems, I feel like that's rubbing off on on Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. Um, he's had an excellent year. Um, but I just, I if if you want to say that Andrew Barry is 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 a genius in the front office, which I I think that term is used pretty. Who's, who's saying that? Wait, pretty easily. <laughs> I I do think that of of maybe the qualities that he shows that are 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 next level is getting ahead of the market, um, because that's really what this Amari Cooper deal was all about. This was yeah. targeting the guy you want going out and getting him immediately and not messing around getting him. And then as the rest of the market kind of caught up and went crazy, that's what makes this deal seem so, so awesome. I don't know that, I don't know that he's necessarily brilliant in the way in the players that he picks as much as getting ahead, picking your target, getting it, going after it right away. I think that hopefully that's something we continue to do because without without some draft picks coming up in the next couple of years, we are going to need to be good and focused and effective on the free agent market just like this. So hopefully we see yeah. a little bit more of that. Um, so some excellent, excellent game balls handed out. I think, you know, I we really could talk a lot about this game, a lot of the different things. I think that there's a lot of people who should be happy coming out of this game. You know, the offense, the offense has been anemic um, the last few weeks. Um, and this is a situation where you, they were anemic the first half. Yeah. Um, but they came out in the second half, put put up three consecutive touchdown drives, and really just took control of this game and moved forward. We took it. We took advantage of a team's mistakes in a way that we really haven't um, since the beginning of the season, since probably probably since the the first Cincinnati game, yeah. um, and really really looked good. So so I'm really hoping for a lot of competitive fire going into um Pittsburgh week um and and just seeing a lot more out of this team and seeing what they can do before we go into next season um so uh I know uh we're going to be talking in our next episode about Pittsburgh and and how this all plays out um am I going to see you guys both later this week for that one? Oh yeah oh yeah definitely 
Awesome. Awesome. Great. Great. Great to talk to you and great to have you guys back in. Um, I trust you guys. We didn't even cover this. I trust you guys had a good new year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very nice. I, I haven't talked to you guys since before. Uh, well, you have, you've had a lot going on. Yeah, we, <laughs> we we talked about that last week. Yeah, my life has been a little psychotic, but but uh, but I haven't really talked to you guys much since before Christmas. So I trust you guys all had some some good holidays with 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 your families. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, New Year's was was as good as it could be with that that uh, you know New Year's happening at the exact same time. The Buckeyes miss a kick, but you know. You know what? So, so I actually I had some friends over, right? And they came over to watch the Ohio State game. Um, basically, everybody felt sorry for me because I I'd, I'd had such a bad holiday season and and I didn't want to go do anything and didn't want to go anywhere. So they came here, which so which forced me to clean the house for three days. But that's <laughs> but but so we were all here watching. We were watching the game. And uh, my older two daughters were waiting for the ball drop and we are going down to like the last couple minutes here. And so the girls are looking at me and I'm the one who's kind of like, you know what, we better change channel. We got to figure this out. And everybody in the room's like, no, 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 the game's getting close. And, I'm, and so I had a, 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 a epiphany and I said, okay, wait a minute hit pause on all the TVs. We paused every TV and I said, okay, everybody take your phones and throw them in a pile in the middle of the room. So no one could get the ESPN buzzer, the, the, any, any information on it. We put it all in the middle and then we took, uh, I I'm lucky enough to have two TVs down here in a bar and we turned, turned on the new year's Eve on the second TV. Everybody got to toast. We did our toast. We threw up our confetti. Everybody went around, gave their hugs and all their all their well wishes. And then we were like, okay, let's go back and look at the game. And so we didn't see the missed kick until we had all of that goodwill. <laughs> and it felt so much better because if we saw the kick before the ball drop, I think we would have been like, oh, 20, 2022. <laughs> Sticks, but that's but. that's that's actually a little bit better than what I did. You know, we were we're sitting around the TV, the game's on, and and my daughter Clara's dad, aren't we going to watch the ball drop? It's almost midnight, and I just kind of look at her. All right, <laughs> and I'm hitting, you know, back and forth, going back and forth between the two, and finally got to the minute. I'm like, all right, fine, we'll just leave it. And, you know, Happy New Year, blah, 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 we do with everything. And I kick it right back over. Oh, game's over. So I didn't see the kick, at least. <laughs> uh, yeah. And by the way, that that is a, a great thing to th think about for a second is, who the heck scheduled that game? So that <laughs> you're going to be right at midnight. I mean, granted, it ran longer than people expected, but right. not, not that abnormal for a college game nowadays. And, you know, they really should have started that game earlier because that, that was pretty lousy to make everybody start to choose between, hey, do we wish, you know, go back and forth between New Year's or watch the final kick of the game? <laughs> well, they won't, they won't have that problem again for another, what, six years, but, um, but I guarantee it'll never happen again. It'll probably yeah. that that game's gonna start at seven or something like that. Yeah. Um maybe I don't know, maybe maybe throw out a couple of commercial breaks, maybe maybe have two less commercial breaks and you get that game in. I, I don't know. A couple of anyway, take a couple uh, of timeouts off. Yeah. Anyways, it was it was 
I was appreciative of how it worked out here and and I was happy, you know, pat myself on the back. I was happy that I came up with that idea because I really didn't need to be that grumpy before saying <laughs> happy new year. So so it was nice to to balance that out. Well, I'm glad everybody had a great holiday season. I trust everybody out there listening to us had a had a great holiday season too. Thank you very much for hanging in with us. You know, now as we put a put a close on week 17 of the uh, 2022-2023 NFL season and also our our first and inaugural season of the Cardiology Podcast. We want to just thank everybody for spending time with us. We look forward to um, a prosperous and wonderful 2023 for everyone out there. I think uh, there's not a person I know who couldn't use um, some nice goodwill going in for a year and 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 get maybe a nice easy year coming. So uh, hold on to your loved ones, give them some nice hugs, get, get recharged, get ready for a new year. And most importantly, get yourself ready for Steelers week, week 18. Come back, check us out. Our next episode, we are getting ready for rivalry week. These are the games that we live for. So we're looking for all of you. We want to hear from you. We want to uh, spend some time getting hyped for, up for this game. So for everybody here at Cardiology, we want we want to hear from you. We want to see from you. We want to get all that excitement going. And we just want to have a fantastic week heading into this big rival week. You guys ready? Ready. Absolutely. Wow. That was like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I have Joe Burrow and T Higgins in my fantasy lineup. I'm trying to figure out if there's any news on what's going to. First world problems. Oh, my goodness. Good Lord. All right. Well, I'm here for you out there. Let's get ready. Let's have a great time. Let's get ready for Pittsburgh rivalry. Check out our next episode as we go in depth on that game. We'll talk to all of you later this week.